And I'm Larice. And this is Vintage, Vintage Love. Love. Two millennials navigating faith, marriage, and parenting. That's us. Yep, Two so, millennials. Are we millennials? Yes, we are. We're There's no questions about that. I know. So uh, we like. Two weddings and a, two weddings and a funeral. Yes. Four weddings and a funeral. Four weddings, y'all. If y'all, this is like a shameless plug. This is not an ad, but if y'all haven't watched Four Weddings and a Funeral with Mindy Calling, listen, she's I don't not like. In it. You say it like she's in. No, it. I know she's, she's producing. I, be, I know you just <laughs> Mindy crazy. Um, I am Mindy Calling crazy. She's one of my favorite female um, woman of color that is a producer director actress amazing and she she did this reboot of four weddings and a funeral and it's on hulu again not an ad but we genuinely love but it. we would take whatever ad money she has <laughs> to offer for mindy have your people call our people okay our and people being me each other <laughs> right so which and what's funny is every time i try to say the name i screw it up every time it's four weddings and a funeral and I, it's hilarious it's a rom-com and um but it has great like plot twists Natalie like, Emmanuel is in it. She stars in it. And if you need to know who that is, she is a uh, the actress Masande. that played Masande from Game of Thrones. And she is phenomenal. And some act- actors that I didn't know that were also amazing. Yeah, they were really good. So like, I, I've never watched a Pakistani African-American love story. And yeah, um, that was interesting. it was wonderful. Like, I love yeah. the cultural elements. Um, and it was just phenomenal. Yeah, so, so date night idea. Go watch Four Weddings and a Funeral. Binge watch it. It's incredible. Yeah, it was good. So anyway, so this episode we're talking about pregnancy scares, which uh, Alicia. I'm not pregnant. No, I'm not pregnant. She's not pregnant, but uh, we'll fix that in about two years. Yeah, y'all got some time because people are always asking me. You know, Kiki today touched my stomach and was like, oh, you look pregnant, Miss Rollins. I was like, thanks. Thanks. I'm just fat. So, <laughs> yeah, so. Um, yeah, Kiki is one of my students, and she did say I looked pregnant today. Students have no filter, by they the don't. way. But you don't look pregnant. I appreciate She's that. She's not going to receive it. Anyway. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're talking about pregnancy scares because they happen. I mean, that's the reality of situations. Pregnancy scares happen not just um, prematurely, but they also happen during your marriage as well. Uh, we want to talk about all of those things. And so I've had... Uh, we didn't have a pregnancy scare together because we didn't do the because sex. We, we didn't <laughs> we didn't do the sex. We didn't do the sex uh, before we got mad. At yeah, and so then we, we did the sex, and then uh, a lot of it. Boy, that honeymoon was great. Anyway, awkward. <laughs> That's not awkward at all, boy. So anyway, <laughs> so we uh, so we didn't have a pregnancy scare prior prior to being married, uh, but I had um, a couple. When I was, he was doing uh, the sex. Yeah, man, I was trying to live right. I really was, but I was struggling. And it's hard to live right when you ain't got accountability. And a lot of times, I tried to live in isolation, so I wasn't letting people speak into my life the way I was supposed to. Uh, the right. first time, I thought that um, I a girl might be pregnant was I think I was a sophomore or junior in high school, and I was legit. It was the first time like I really started in like. Engaging, engaging in the sex. Yeah, regularly. And so I thought that I got the girl pregnant. I was telling my boys I was sad and mopey and miserable because I was like, man, I'm like 16, 15, about to have to raise a kid, which that happens a lot. So, uh, <laughs> but I also um, didn't do what you need to do to have, I don't really want to say the word. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you did not um, finish the act? Yeah, I did not finish. Um, so you, so, so why did you think that you got the person pregnant if you had never finished the act? I didn't completely understand biology because I wasn't paying attention all the way. Only wow. thing, the only words I remember was meiosis and mitosis. So, and okay. I still don't know what that means. So you didn't fully. So you didn't fully. As I mean, and I get that because when I talk to my students, they don't really understand. I explained my eleventh and twelfth graders. Not definitely would never explain this to my freshmen, but um, I was talking to them about the menstrual cycle and just right. like how that how that um, works, and they were utterly confused. Like even the girls, they they really didn't understand that. Um, how a cycle works. So I could imagine you being 16 years old, just thinking, okay, if you have the sex, and you see, have the baby. <laughs> and see, I didn't even think about the the whole menstrual cycle part. And right, right, and right. The, the egg releasing a certain time. I was solely thinking about the fact that, you know, you put semen in a woman and bam. But right. there's so much more to it now. So much more to it. Yeah. So the second time I had a pregnancy scare was, oh, was that the only one? No, I'm thinking about, um, other situations. Yeah, other situations. <laughs> so those weren't pretty. Yeah, there was one in college, but you know, we uh we did stuff. So so my question to you is like, what kind of emotions do you feel like? Because because you knew that sex outside of marriage was wrong, right? But what kind of emotions? Um, sorry. What kind of emotions did that like came with that? Whenever you just like found out that you weren't that, that the girl wasn't pregnant or whatever. Yeah, so t- mad relief. Like I can only imagine just being like, sixteen years old. Oh man, that means I have a future, and not that you can't have a future, but right, of course, it's hard work. You know what I'm saying? Trying to like still graduate school, go to college, blah blah blah. And then my biggest thing, though, especially after I was seventeen, because I started preaching at seventeen. Um, it's like I just did not want to be that preacher pastor that had a child outside had a of wedlock. child outside of wedlock. So that was my biggest right. thing, and so super grateful that the Lord like you know show mercy mm. uh, and a lot of grace during that season of my life as I was trying to figure out what it meant to live right and to be sanctified. And so yeah, so I had a couple pregnancies. Pregnancy scares. I'm blending the word together. So, <laughs> but probably the the <laughs> the craziest pregnancy scare was actually when we got married. Because you know, married people have pregnancy scares. Too. Right. I was trying to. Well, even even prior to that, before before we go to that, one thing that I wanted to talk about was because as as y'all saw during that part, I was kind of quiet. Um, I don't, I had never actually had a pregnancy scare while I was fornicating. Um, That's sex before marriage. <laughs> if you don't, I never actually had a pregnancy word. scare like that. Um, however, I did have like two people try to get me pregnant intentionally, um, and that was very scary, you know. Um, and so I was like, I took a plan B both times because I was terrified, right. and I was like, I ain't get ready for this dude. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, even if it was somebody that like I liked and I or I would love call, called myself loving, you know, and was in a relationship with, but um, I still was just wasn't ready. Yeah. And I don't even, I guess I don't even, I didn't even think at the time like it was even something to consider. And the only reason I knew that it happened, like I knew that the person was intentionally trying to, was like we had conversations about it later, and they were like, yeah, I, you know, I wanted you to have my baby, and I was like. Wait what? Oh. <laughs> wait wait <laughs> wait what? Um, so 
you know, just those. I think that that's kind of we talk about pregnancy scares in general, but sometimes, you know, depending on the type of guy you're with and what, you know, the dating scene is so different now than when I was this, you know, this was like my early 20s. Um, but the dating scene was just it's just so different now. Um, but, you know, that that type of I want you to have my baby. I feel like that's such a like. I don't want to say to- not toxic masculinity, but it's kind of like such an overt, like almost like a it's conquest. Controlling. Yeah, yeah, yeah like almost very- like a conquest. Like I felt so um, like meat and yeah. and just like I'm like objectified. objectified right? right. That's the word I was looking for. Just felt so objectified. And, you know, again, we just talk about God's grace, like in those moments, because I struggled with, you know, how difficult it was in my pregnancy with brave and brave our daughter it was very much planned and very much like you know i did all the things because i knew when we wanted to conceive and we conceived on the first try and all these different things and that i was 28 years old and that still was so difficult like i can't even imagine having done this while i was in school while i was you know trying to find a job while I, I didn't, I, or didn't have a degree yet was trying to get a degree, was trying to get another degree. Like I couldn't imagine, you know, um, and you were talking about when you were 16, like I have students now with children, you know, I have, um, one student with a one year old, one student just had a baby. She's on maternity leave. Now one student just came back from maternity leave. So I can only imagine, like I talked to them the other day about this, like, you know, just encouraging them, like, you know, stay strong, stay in school. Like, don't let parenthood, you know, make you feel like, all right, I got to just have to quit, you know? Yeah. And so, and, and to add to that, like, you said that you didn't want to have babies by that particular person. Right. And I don't think that's something that people really think through when they're having sex True. before they're married. True. It's like, man, do you really want to raise a kid with this person? Do you really want to? Because you, like, y'all got to be partners, period. You know, if you want right. to bring your kid up and, and to neglect allowing that kid to be around their parent isn't, whether either parent isn't good and then the two of you not having a working relationship. So it's like, can you even stand to co-parent with another person? Um, and so that's things that people don't think about. They just like, you know, dang, she fine. Yeah, he cute. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing about like lust and fornication in general. Like it clouds, I, I was kind of meditating on this the other day like it clouds it clouds clouds your judgment right it it makes you see a person in a different light and not like you know when i took us and yeah definitely not for who they are and when i took a step back in both of those situations because i'm such a introspective person like i don't like to um i like to take a step back and look at okay what did you do wrong in this relationship and all of the things that i ignored because the fornicating the lust was just clouding how i felt like the reality of okay this guy is trash this guy don't even have his own car this guy don't even you know like you there's the one of the guys in particular like I came over and there was like another girl over now I don't know if the you know the girl was for was just a friend or whatever but if we were supposed to be dating exclusively you know why is this random chick over and know. you know thankfully like it, it was somebody I, I kind of vaguely knew but um, and so just stuff like that, like just ignoring major red flags because of sex, right. you know, and you, you, you develop such a intimate relationship when you have sex with someone and just 
you know, even sometimes like you don't even know what type of parent that person would be, but you have to, when you have sex, anytime inside of marriage, outside of marriage, you have to accept the reality that it could end in a pregnancy. So if you're not ready for that, then you need to not do it. You know, among all the spiritual implications of fornication that we already know, you know, but on the, even on the outside of that, just even if we're talking about just the secular, like non-religious, non-spiritual side of it, you don't want to just have children with just anybody. And I think that's something that I didn't think about as much when I was just fornicating all willy nilly, you know? So even when you get married, you, you know, there are pregnancy scares because we had an agreement that we were going to wait three to five years, which, Ain't no agreement. <laughs> yeah, she, she did not stick to that at all. So, but there's I mean, we got the two. Yeah, there are reasons. There are reasons right? for and that. And that's another episode. Right. But uh, but we did. There was one time where the condom broke because we were using uh, condoms when we first, a little yes. bit after we first started. So, honeymoon, it was, it was yes. fair game. But after that, we used the condom and it broke and it was like, Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh my God. God. Right, right, right. <laughs> and the thing about it is, I don't think we were generally like scared to have kids, but we. I was. <laughs> you were. Okay, you were. But for me, it was just like, I want to, I don't want to struggle. Like I'm all, I'm anti-struggle in every area of my life. I don't want to, of course with, with life, some struggle is necessary, right? But I would prefer to have my ducks in a row Kind of. Of course, you'll, you'll never have fully have your ducks in a row, right? But have my ducks in a row financially before we brought a, a child into the world. And so with us, you know, when, that one time, you know, it was just like, oh, I'm really not ready, yeah. you know? I remember sitting, I was at work, and I was sitting in the hallway, and you thought you were, I think you just came from a doctor, and I was sitting yes. in the hallway at work, and I was sitting on the floor, and I was like, man, this is... This is about to happen. And there was no, like, I didn't feel no joy. I just felt right. weight. Right. right. All right. Time to grind. <laughs> time to get the money. I didn't know what you was referring to. You said time to grind. <laughs> what? It's like, what are you, grind, what? But you been working for the kid. Yes. So, I was like, grind. <laughs> no, it was not. To, anyway. <laughs> so anyway, so before Alicia got pregnant, specifically, uh, so she came from a doctor. She told me about it. It felt like weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we ended up finding out that, that you actually wasn't pregnant, that there was another issue, oh my which gosh. is worse than being pregnant, actually. Right. And, and pregnancy is not bad, obviously, but at that time in our life, we were not ready that we had just gotten married. And this was in August of 2016. We got married in May. And so what happened was I thought I was pregnant. I didn't, my, my cycle didn't come on. I felt sick. Um, and so I went to the doctor and this is my first gynecological appointment. Um, man, you used that big (laughs) word. Yes. This is my first gynecological appointment, um, since I've been in this new city. And so I go to the doctor and they call me the next day and tell me I'm pregnant. And so I call every, I'm like, I'm pregnant. The doctor said I'm pregnant. So this whole weekend, we're kind of like dealing with the news that I'm pregnant and trying to figure out what we're going to do. And we don't tell, I think I told my friends and I, I think I, I regret telling my friends and, and only because they were like genuinely excited. And then I kind of had to renege on it. And so we'd run the test and everything again, kind of do the, um, what they call a quantitative test, and my numbers kept coming back at zero, like zero for HCG, which is the hormone you produce when you're pregnant. And so 
you know, that I, I still to this day don't know what actually happened. If I had a chemical pregnancy or the more, more likely thing is that they just mixed up my results with somebody else and they called the wrong person. Um, so they called me to tell me I was pregnant, you know, and then when I tried to figure out the mix up, they were all, you know, just really vague and not really telling me anything clear. Um, and they made it seem like it was no big deal. You know, they were like, oh, well, we thought you were pregnant, but you're not, you know, and I was just like, do y'all not see the level of like trauma that you have brought to me? Cause like, I was like crying and I was just, I didn't know, you know, cause I didn't know for a long time. I didn't know. And I had to go up there and do the test again. And then like a, uh, uh, the lady working at the front desk was like, Oh no, you're pregnant. It says pregnancy. And so I was like, okay, you know, which one um, is it? which one is it? You know, they told me I was, and they said they I wasn't. And then the lady in the front desk said I was. So I ended up changing doctors because I was so annoyed. And, um, from that experience, I ended up finding out that I had cervical cancer and that that process you know they were like okay well you're not pregnant but you have this other issue come in and we're gonna do these tests and I was like okay I don't even want to be bothered with y'all doctor's office y'all don't know what y'all doing so I, I transferred um to a different doctor who was phenomenal and I feel like it was ordained for me to for that to happen because the doctor that I had did such a great job on my sur surgery um to get rid of my cervical cancer so I feel like it was you know, definitely predestined, definitely preordained, but just to get there was very stressful and crazy. And we thought we were pregnant and I ended up finding out I had cancer, which was insane. Yep. And that is a different podcast episode. Yes. Well. Cancer would be a different podcast. We'll talk yeah. about all of the cancer things at some at a later date. Yep. So uh, so that was our pregnancy scare. And then we had the the whole the actual pregnancy was scary, too. Uh, because when we, uh, Alicia got preeclampsia during the pregnancy, which is, you know, it causes high blood pressure. And ultimately, you know, I, for our non-science people, I give you the non-scientific version of it. It could cause the baby to come prematurely and other complications. Like seizures, yeah. Right, seizures and so on and so forth. And so, um, so Alicia was on bed rest and we were good. And the doctor had plans for us to, um, for for the baby to come at a certain time, they was kind of working some stuff out. So. Yeah, they were going to induce me on Monday. Right. So I was in the hospital, had been in the hospital for two weeks. And somebody asked me this on Instagram the other day. They were like, how did you know I had, um, how did you know you had preeclampsia? And I went to a, a professional development for all my teachers out there. I went to a professional development and I was there all day. And the day before I had did a photo shoot in Natchez. And I was kind of on my feet a lot that day, and I probably shouldn't have been, but um, but it wasn't a lot. Like, it wasn't a whole lot, but my feet had been swelling that weekend, and so the next day, my feet, my ankles were so swollen, I could barely get in my shoes, and I was like, okay, something's wrong, you know? And so after my professional development, I decided to go into the um, to see the doctor, and, you know, I was like, y'all... My feet swollen. I need to, you know, see the doctor. They were like, all right, come in. I went in and my blood pressure was through the roof. And so I actually got admitted. I literally thought I was going to be teaching that week and the subsequent weeks. I was trying to teach until Christmas break. And this was like October 31st. <laughs> it was like so early. My daughter wasn't supposed to come until December 27th. And so it was so early and I, st I never left the hospital. Like I stayed in the hospital. I left for maybe two three days over over that weekend I say it was that was a Monday I went to work that Tuesday 
I mean, I was supposed to go to work that Tuesday. I was in the hospital until um, that Friday, I believe. They let me go home over the weekend. They said, come back in on Monday. I went back in on Monday, and they kept me in the hospital until I gave birth, which was a week later. So I, I, I went back in the hospital that Monday. I gave birth that Sunday, and that whole process was insane. Yeah, because we weren't expecting, obviously we weren't expecting the baby to come, and we thought we were going to be able to ride the preeclampsia wave long enough to actually have her a lot closer to her actual due date. Yes. Which was, you know, seven weeks prior to, or after. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, that yeah. week, that week I made 33 weeks. So this was considerably early. Yep. Um, and to the point where Larice actually was in Atlanta when they were like, okay, you got to have this baby now. <laughs> which was crazy because they said we we're going to induce her Monday. And right. when I, when I left, there were no plans her to have the baby at all so there was no know. indication that i was going to have the baby right. soon they, yeah. they were like we're gonna try to keep the baby in as long as we can but that sunday i started having complications so literally it was, it was saturday sa- it was saturday well no but literally saturday i was fine yeah so saturday they checked her they did a they did a um what they call a, it's like a test she has to move she had to move in my belly she had to ba- basically pretend to breathe do like this like she was taking a breath she had to, um, her tone had to be good. So there were, it was all kind of testing that they did. And she scored a perfect, like a four out of four. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, her heart rate kept dropping. And that was the Sunday. And Larice was supposed to fly back at eight o'clock that night. Well, technically I was, so Saturday, they said they were going to induce you on Monday. Right. And I had went, booked my flight a day earlier. Right. Because you were supposed Sunday, to leave on Monday. Because I was supposed to yeah. leave late Monday, but I came my book, my flights, uh, early Sunday. And even then it was like, yeah, it would have been too late regardless. Yeah. I would have had to book it like one more flight ahead of that, which was really frustrating. Right. And, um, the thing about it is when they, they did the testing again at like four something and they have 30 minutes to pass the test. And if she doesn't do it in 30 minutes, then she fails. And so she did two out of the four, but that was like a 50%. So they said, you're not going to be able to give birth vaginally. We have to do a C-section. And they were like, we have to do it now. And it was like 5 o'clock, Larry's flight. And the thing is, the flight from Atlanta is only an hour. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, if if he could have flown back earlier or something like that, he would have been there. But, you know, my I trusted my team. I trusted my, you know, and and, and another, another part of it is it happened so fast. Like when you're getting ready to give birth and you're getting ready to do a C-section, it literally happens so fast. Like they were like, okay, basically asking me like, hey, are you okay with it? Um, if I would have, I, I do kind of wish I would have taken a little bit more time to talk it over with you, mm-hmm. um, and like realize like, okay, this baby's about to come, yeah. like now. You know, yeah. I don't even think I had time to say mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You know, I just was. They just was like, okay, this is an emergency. And I'm in TSA, like, what, what? Okay, okay. Right. Like, there's, there's there was nothing could you could I do. do. I know. Hey, if I could do it all over again, that's the, the only thing that I would change. And I would probably try to FaceTime you while yeah. it while, while it was happened. in there. Right, right. Yeah, because I, I just didn't, man, I just wasn't thinking. It was too thinking. fast to think about anything. It was just too, and, and, and I was in pain. That was the other part of it. So And I could see my mom, like, because my mom went up there. And I could see her, like, running downstairs and trying to get a gown on mentally. That well, right. Was. And that is that is how she was. Yeah, yeah. She literally, on the phone they were me. getting ready to cut me open. And your mom, and I'm sorry if that's TMI, but your mom, they were like, okay, 
It's our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that your sister was in there with me and they were like, do you want the sister or the mom? That's what they said. I was like, oh, I want Larissa's mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I knew she was going to make me laugh. Um, and so his mom was in there, thankfully. And, and my mom felt bad about it, too, because my mom was like, I should have came. Like yeah. she she thought like. You know, but everybody thought I had more time. Yeah. So everybody thought, all right, we're gonna come. We're all gonna come on Monday. I wasn't supposed to be induced until that Monday. So that was the scare. And and I don't think people realize how like scary pregnancy is just in general. Yeah. Like it literally was the scariest time of my life. Like afterwards, I was like, I am never doing this again. Yeah. And I was (laughs) waiting because I was waiting for a good sermon illustration because. One of the, my favorite preachers used that sermon illustration. Did we run out of time? Okay. Mm-mm. One of my uh, favorite preachers used that illustration about how even after his wife gave birth, she was like, I want another one. And it's like, oh, man. No. So, you know, I was like, man, I can't wait for my wife to do this. Uh, I'm going to have a dope sermon illustration. But Oh, no. No, we didn't. That's <laughs> I not mean, I, I do. It's I okay. Do I don't hope. feel like you... You need to have that for and me. And I feel like if you if you if you were of course you you know about it and stuff, but I feel like if you would have been there for that C section, you'd have been like, babe, it's okay. You ain't gotta do this again. <laughs> I don't want to do this again. Yeah, I don't want to do it again. That was I a mean, lot. when I saw your sister C section, I was like, This happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> this happened to me. But um I hope and pray that I have a better experience. The next go round. Absolutely. I yeah. know that I will. Though. I and feel I ain't I feel going calm. nowhere. No, you are literally <laughs> two like months. You can't go anywhere for two months. Within I am. I I shall not move. We shall not be moved. Oh gosh. Anyway, I don't even. I blended two songs. Anyway. Yeah, I was like, so what song is that? So the other uh, pregnancy scare that we had since, unless you got something else you want. Oh no, nothing else. Yeah, yeah. So the other pregnancy uh, scare we had was. After Brave, and oh yeah, yeah <laughs> forgot yeah. about that. And so you know when Alicia had um, when Alicia got pregnant the first time, we like she felt miserable, and it was like she felt like death. And even if you watch some some old like speaking clips between the two of us, and you can see me talking, and I'm going in, and Alicia in the back, and like, I'm just like just Bleh. look <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I didn't know I was pregnant yet, so I was just. I felt a hot mess. And so she started feeling that again sometime after Brave. And we was like, dang, bro. Man. So we really thought that she was pregnant. And we're very careful. Like, we, we you know, don't use protection anymore. I'm, again, TMI. But um, nope. we we are natural family planners. And yep. the only reason There's- we're able to do that is because my cycle is very regular. And I know when I ovulate and I track it and all that good stuff. Yep. So There's a ratchet term for what we do, too. But I ain't going to yeah, say Yeah, well, it. let's not. Let's, let's, right. let's just say coitus interruptus. All right? Y'all can go Google that. That's your word of the day. <laughs> coitus interruptus. But anyway, um, so, you know, we're natural family planners. So we don't. I don't I'm not on birth control. We don't use condoms or whatever. Anything like that. So, you know, sometimes you can have those scares like, wait, what? Wait, when did, did when what did we, they, what day? Yeah, I so just making you sure. You said I could. And we never, <laughs> and we never, um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and we never, we never have actually, you know, gotten pregnant outside yeah. of when we intended. Right. So we're very careful. By God's grace. Yeah, we're, you know yeah, saying. by God's grace. We, so we're very careful. So it does come to a surprise, but we both were just like. Man, I, I think the probably the thing that brought the least amount of joy is a couple of things for me. One is if I, I it needed to be a boy. 
facts. If it would have been a girl, like I was already disappointed. But if it would have been a girl too, it would have been like, man, can, can I get the receipt? Can I take this back? <laughs> can I take this back, Lord? Um, but the yeah, other cause thing, because because brave y'all, y'all always talking about how cute our daughter is, and she is super cute. But brave is a lot. Y'all yeah. just don't know because y'all don't live with her. Okay? <laughs> you don't live with her. Brave is a lot. She like, be trying in a, to run my house in a good way, though. And in I'm a good, man. she's very headstrong. She's very smart to say that she was like seven weeks early, like she's way ahead of the game. In fact, it took us a lot longer to record this podcast because of her. She's a mess, she, and she and she loves to climb. She loves to do all the baby things, all the toddler things, and um and so. You know, our next go round, we really, really, really just wanted to be a boy so we can be finito. All yeah. right. So the other reason why <laughs> is because why it was like, you know, we weren't excited. And you should be excited when you're pregnant. Yes. And we weren't because formula was so expensive. Listen. Bruh. Like I couldn't listen. afford to feed two babies. Because brave, <laughs> I, because I would no, I would have just I would have just had to breastfeed. Yeah. Hopefully. Because we or did, I, did I did try to <laughs> I did try to breastfeed with Brave, but she was in the hospital for 36 days. It wasn't possible. I tried. I tried pumping. I tried all the supplements, all the things. I just wasn't making enough milk. And she couldn't latch on um, early enough and properly for me to breastfeed effectively. But um, and people talk about, like, you know, how breastfeeding affects your breasts and things like that. But listen. Yeah, if it saves me. If it saves me money but, on this formula, yeah, yeah. baby. You, we'll live with it. Latch on. <laughs> that <laughs> really was me right. putting my phone on my boob. <laughs> oh, that what that was. So, um, yeah, you can just latch on because that formula was high. And particularly because she was a preemie, uh, preemie um, it was even more expensive. Yeah. So, thankfully, um, she's 10 months. That yeah. That's almost over. She's about to be 11 months. <laughs> like, Lord. in a few weeks. A few weeks. So, it's almost time for that saga of our lives to be over. And we just have to, she's going to have to eat people food. Yep. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this is Vince's Love. I've been Larry's Rollins. And I'm Alicia Rollins. And look, like our vi- like our videos, rate our podcast. We got a super amazing, um, a super amazing review that said, great content, wonderful podcast for singles and those married. Only one episode in and I'm hooked. Subscribe. So look, y'all, subscribe to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, and thank you guys for leaving comments and on our videos and comments on our podcast. We appreciate it so much and can't wait for you guys to hear the next one. Absolutely. Thanks. See you. Be Bye. breezy and I sneeze.